Hey there to all my honey dips and welcome back to the Usually Messy Sometimes podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Carly Vilbury. On this podcast, I'm emphasizing all the messy parts of life, but reminding you to sprinkle in a little bit of wisdom and most importantly, the real shit. So stick around for me with an episode full of inspiration, motivation, self-help, and off-the-wall conversations to keep you laughing all the way to work. So go get that bag, baby. (laughs) Thank you guys all for listening to today's episode. Now the wait is over, so let's get it poppin'. Well, everybody, we have made it to episode number two, so thank you for joining me. And before I get started with everything, I wanted to give a huge shout out to all the people that had messaged me and reached out to me regarding my first episode. It means the absolute world to me to hear from people that I don't know and people that I've known for a long time that the things that I said impacted them and resonated with them and the fact that they see potential within what I'm doing and my mission for this podcast. So to everybody who reached out, my friends, family, everybody, people I don't know, everybody who's following me on Instagram and following me on Spotify, a big, big thank you because that is one of the things that is motivating me the most to get up and do this is to do it for you guys as well as myself. So thank you so much for being supportive and sticking with me through this and your support does not go unappreciated. So keep it coming and you will also receive it back from me. I love speaking to you guys and connecting with everybody. That's one of my favorite things about all of this. How are you guys today? I'm so excited for you guys to be joining me on the second episode of the Usually Messy Sometimes podcast. Um, I wanted to post some questions and see if you guys ever felt like you're in the same boat as me here. Do you ever find that you live these mundane lives and you find yourselves feeding into these negative patterns that limit you from your growth, that prevent you from being your best selves? Do you ever find yourself stuck in these same patterns that you can't seem to work through because you don't know the steps in order to take to change these behaviors? Well, on today's episode, I'm covering the topic of accepting and identifying the negative patterns that we do possess in our lives, but also learning how to change those patterns and how to reframe our mindset using different techniques in order to reshape our lives so that we can kick those patterns, create new ones, and grow within our lives. Ultimately, these negative patterns stop us from growing and we need to learn how to work through them through interpersonal work in order to problem solve to fix these patterns. And step one starts with listening to this podcast. So I'm going to go over some of the top negative patterns that I've witnessed, one in my own life and in other people's lives that I've just come across, strangers or people that I know that do possess these traits. And I also feel that um, a lot of people do have these patterns and may not necessarily know that 
they have them or are in denial that they have them. So when I read these off, if some of these are kind of quick to strike you in the gut and give you kind of like that ooh feeling, it probably means that it's something that's in your life that's a pattern that you possess. So I'm going to read through a few that I pointed out that I thought were um, pertaining to today's episode. So some patterns that I've witnessed are people who are people pleasers. That's one that I possess. People who have a lack of empathy, people who are argumentative or quick to anger, people who are one-uppers or think they are more important than others, bad listeners or people who interrupt, defensiveness or defensive people, procrastinators, self-sabotagers, people who avoid problems, sweep things under the rugs, and people who are all-or-nothing thinkers. So these were a few that I narrowed down to things that I've seen within other people that I think would really benefit them from identifying with these problems so that they're able to navigate here on this episode how to change them. I hope you found that some of these may strike you, and I, I don't hope that they've strike you obviously I hope that people don't possess these traits but it's inevitable that we do so I think the first step in understanding this is the self-awareness and the accepting part we have to be open to accepting that we possess these negative traits because if we don't accept it there's no change in it there's nothing anybody else can do from the outside other than yourself that's going to change this behavior that you possess it's it's yours it's your burden that you bury and that you have to carry so you have to want the change so you first have to identify that it is a problem that it is causing some kind of disconnect within your life and with that accepting comes with to want to feel this way so you kind of are like okay something's wrong here okay, maybe I know what's wrong here because I, I have a feeling and I feel a little bit of guilt or, you know, that gut feeling behind it and there's a problem. So we've identified it. But being able to accept that so that you no longer feel that way and that want to no longer feel that way is very important. And I think that's what people miss is you have to want to change. And they come hand in hand. You're going to notice these things when you're tired of dealing with these problems and that's one of the first steps and I would say the second step is to figure out what your triggers are so a lot of self-reflection step one and step two is self-reflecting and figuring out what those triggers are you can then create a plan to follow or in that triggering instance something happens you find yourself look I'm about to you know do the same thing that I always do you can identify what those triggers are And then when you get to that point of being triggered, the next step will follow to follow that plan and how to stop yourself from being triggered by it so you don't have a reaction. So when you are doing this interpersonal reflection, you're identifying your triggers, which should then pinpoint to you what's happening in a situation that's setting you off. So the plan, you have to look back and kind of go backwards. So... For example, for me, I'm going to say mine is quick to anger and my triggers are when I feel like I'm being attacked. So my plan would be, okay, the trigger is I feel like I'm being attacked. What is my plan to get my mind away from being triggered by that trigger? Step one would be sit back for one second and think before I speak. 
That would be step one in the plan. Do not speak before you think. Do not act before you think. Step two could be maybe express to the person that you're talking to how you feel in that instance. Say, look, I I don't know what it is. You didn't offend me, but something inside of me is lighting up right now and I'm feeling offended and I don't want anything to happen. So maybe I just need a quick sec. That could be part of the plan. That could be step number two in the plan is stating that, look, I'm getting frustrated and maybe I need a second. Step three could then be if you don't go with that or what have you, you could maybe come up with coping skills. So instead of leaving the situation, you can maybe find out that you like to work with fidget toys or you like to read or maybe you go on your phone or you go for a walk. So you bring up these ideas. Okay, let's go for a walk. Let's go. I'm going to go read a book, you know, find out what your coping skills are, what helps you, what calms you down. And that could be part of your plan is to maybe not leave the situation, but state that you're mad and say, I need to calm down for a second before things get worse. But now let's say that that everything doesn't go to plan and this argument, you're quick to anger and it's just festering and festering and festering. Now what do I do? All of my steps to alleviate this anger or whatever I'm feeling is, is still prevalent because now I'm getting amped up. Well, another step to your plan could then be to sit and have a rational conversation. So learning how to communicate could be part of the plan is identifying how you get in a certain situation when you're triggered, how your communication style is, and then pinpointing, look, maybe this goes along with my negative pattern is my inability to communicate how I feel the correct way. And so you can try and work on identifying ways that you can communicate how you feel better to the person or to the situation that is bringing you this negative pattern or what's causing you to engage in this negative pattern. So that's just an idea of what it would look like to plan out something to avoid those triggers and how to work through something when you are triggered. I want to take number um, step number five and look at it kind of a different way from the interpersonal reflection and identifying the triggers and the steps, but now to look at this pattern that you have from a different perspective. You need to look at it in a way that it's not necessarily defining one, who you are, or two, that it is your truth or your like who you are as a person. These patterns are patterns. They're not your truth. They're not to speak on your character 100% unless, you know, these patterns just get out of control to the point where you're messing up relationships, but that's a whole different topic. But you need to look at it from a different perspective because when you shift your mind perspective on the situation, your outcome will shift. It will start to form in the way that you're setting your mindset to form. So think of it as like looking at the glass half full versus half empty. You're currently looking at the glass half empty, but you need to change your mindset to looking at it half full. And so step number five is to look at that pattern and to see it with the glass half full. And maybe that comes from looking at it further in the future, like, okay, 
if I work on this little by little and eventually I come to a point where this pattern is no longer prevalent in my life, that could be your perspective that you're holding on to right now is holding on to the hope that what it's going to change in your future. That is a great way to change your perspective. Another way to change your perspective is to understand that you're not alone in this, that everything that you do, other people do too. And you cannot be that hard on yourself. So taking the the weight off of your shoulders and understanding that you're not alone, you're listening to this podcast along with how many other people there are. I hope it's hundreds. <laughs> Um, but you're not alone in that. And so feeling not alone can change your mindset on the situation as well. And another good way to look at the pattern from a different perspective is almost future thinking. And that can come across as really bad. But when you give yourself these expectations and you get excited about changing or excited about a goal it realigns your values and it completely shifts the way that the universe is working in your favor if you are aware of all of this and you are working on it the the universe is going to shift it if you shift it but as far as interpersonal work goes that's kind of what concludes working on yourself and diving deep into your mind to identify all these things to help you problem solve But I think another big tip would be to create an environment that sets you up for success. And what I mean by that is once you identify whatever this pattern that is in your life that's creating you and stopping you from growing, you have to go back to your list and see what it is that's in your way. Let's say a problem is the clutter around the house. Pick up the clutter. If something is as easy as you need help staying organized, get yourself a planner. Do stuff like that to create your environment around your needs. And that's going to set you up for success. It's not the other way around. Don't sit yourself in an environment and expect change. You need to change your environment in order to expect to change. And another one I would say would be reward yourself for the small things because this is a, a long stride that you have to take in order to achieve this. I mean, it's ongoing. It's never something that you fully achieve. You have to work on it. And by working on it is rewarding yourselves for the small things because people don't respond well with negative reinforcement. We have positive reinforcement. That's what pushes us as humans. It's human nature. And you have to give yourself that. And that's something that they don't tell you. You have to find that within yourself to reward yourself and it comes from starting with the small things and not looking at it at such a big picture because that's where I think a lot of the conflict comes with getting to a point where you're changing a behavior is we can't do things for ourselves we don't know how we're expecting it from other people and we're rewarding ourselves for the wrong things or if not at all because we're so fixed on the big goal So taking it in steps and rewarding yourselves for the small things will help you stay focused and realign you with what your intentions are and why you want to change this behavior. And it's also hard on the hard days. You have to remember why you're changing, even on the hard days. You you can give yourself the hard days, allow yourselves breaks because we need breaks in order to survive. We can't function off of burning out. That's facts. And so 
on your hard days, remembering why you changed this pattern is going to help you shift that mindset. But you also allow yourself to feel those hard days, but it should motivate you and you have to motivate yourself. But also with motivating yourself, you also have to hold yourself accountable. You are the only one that has to want it bad enough to change this behavior or this pattern. You have to be sick and tired of feeling this way and having people around you feel like they're walking on eggshells or feel like they have to approach you in a certain way. It has to come from within you. And so holding yourself accountable for the hard days when you can't fully be your best or execute on all the plans that you were working on. Sometimes we fumble and that's okay. But holding yourself accountable and apologizing or stating that, you know, look, I'm sorry, this isn't how I am planning on acting. I'm having a bad day. Whatever the case may be, hold yourself accountable. Another thing that's helped me is distracting myself with new and healthy habits. Sometimes I go for a drive and that's all I need. I put my radio on. Sometimes I sit in silence and I just drive. Somehow that clears my brain to a point where I don't feel that raging energy or emotion behind whatever I was feeling. It's kind of dissipated at that point. And I was able to kind of shift my focus elsewhere because I took myself out of a situation. So I would say distracting yourself with habits. This could be painting. A lot of people choose art as a way to express themselves creatively and to get things out. And that could be a good way to distract yourself instead of engaging in that pattern. Hey, look, I'm going to do this instead of that. And that's very, very healthy. I would say I hope that you take away from this is all of the interpersonal work that you have to do. You have to identify the problem and you have to want that change. You have to figure out what your triggers are, pinpoint what it is that's standing in your way and plan to the best of your ability how you can problem solve to not feel triggered by a certain situation, change your environment, reward yourselves for the small things. Hold yourselves accountable and distract yourselves with new healthy habits. And I think over the course of, for God's sakes, I don't know how many years, (laughs) I've narrowed down a few of the ways that I cope. I know I just said that I take car rides and that's one of my biggest things that I do, but it can come across negative because I, on the topic of what we're talking about, I would participate in this negative pattern and I would throw my hands up and be like I need to go for a drive one that's bad communication style and two that's just leaving the situation which is a negative trait that's not communicating effectively or leaving the situation in a positive manner so things that I've kind of done are creating lists like I said to pinpoint all these things and it kind of helps you self-reflect I think constantly self-reflecting will help you realign yourself with your mission and your values and what's important to you and sometimes it does shift away from what our initial plan was but that's okay things change life keeps moving and so should we so we have to keep up with those lists another thing is daily reminders I found that just reminding myself look think before you speak think before you act just setting reminders to set off in my phone because you know sometimes I could be feeling down in that moment but not saying anything and it would be a quick reminder like hey snap out of it I have sitting here on my desk get over it because I get mad at a lot of stuff that was one quick to anger that we talked about and I have things just sitting here reminding me you know 
you need to work on these things or you need to not feel these ways because you're overanalyzing. Whatever you pinpointed the problem was, setting yourself reminders to keep yourself on track and keep yourself rewarding for the small things is going to help you further grow. Another thing is journaling and that does go into self-reflection and pinpointing those patterns Um, and also admitting your faults out loud I think is a good coping skill. So that comes back to the accountability and one of the beginning steps is to take accountability in front of people and that's a big coping skill is to one kind of put your ego, not yourself, your ego to the side And admit your faults is very hard, but that is a very good coping skill because it kind of alleviates all the negative stigma or fear behind what you just did around it. You're just kind of spilling your guts and just saying it. And people are very receptive to that. It shows that you're working on something. And so that's a very good coping skill is being accountable and admitting your faults out loud to whoever or whatever the situation may be. Another big thing is your support system. You're supposed to lean on them and asking them for help is another big thing. I had to ask when I was living with my mom, look, I know it's it's silly for me to ask you to do this, but I need you to like do this for me. I need you to do that for me because when I get like this, I, I can't help it. And you helping me will help the whole situation. And that again is putting your ego to the side, but it's a coping skill that's positive and that will help this negative pattern change. I think also understanding and reminding yourselves that your feelings aren't facts are very important. We overanalyze our negative patterns and that kind of down spirals and can create a lot more out of a situation that there needs to be. And just reminding yourself that feelings are not facts. They're how you feel. It's not the truth can sometimes calm you down in a way that you wouldn't understand. I'm going to circle back to this. I know it was one of my steps, but allowing yourself to have those bad days of relapses because if you're down on yourself, you're not going to get back up. You have to be thankful for the bad days and even more thankful for the good days. And the last coping skill that I would say is the most important one is to speak to yourself with compassion. You're not going to get anywhere by being hard on yourself. Let's face it, we're here talking about all these things that we're hard on ourselves about and if you don't speak to yourself with compassion you're not going to feel that feeling of reward or you're not going to feel that feeling of self-worth that's what's going to create change is compassion you need to forgive yourself for things and get over it and have compassion for yourselves and even having compassion for others especially when dealing with negative pattern traits That could be one of your pattern traits that's negative. You don't have compassion for other people. And so having compassion for yourself, I think, is a great coping skill because nobody's going to be there for you but yourself. So being able to pick yourself up and get yourself back on track is going to be the only way that you're going to see yourself through to making these patterns become positive and not negative. You have to put in the self-work.
I really hope that this struck a chord with you guys and lit a fire under your asses because that is the only thing that has gotten a fire lit under my ass was being told these things and going through these steps is what's motivated me to change and so I hope you guys are able to take away the lessons of taking yourself and reflecting and taking the time to identify things that are going negatively wrong in your life that you can change and identifying ways that you're able to cope with these skills in order to not get triggered by these outside effects because we create our own peace of mind and here on the Usually Messy Sometimes podcast, we're all about finding peace of mind and I hope you found these simple steps a big help in finding peace of mind. I wanted to thank you guys so much again for listening to the second episode of the Usually Messy Sometimes podcast. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Usually Messy Sometimes or at my website, usuallymessysometimes.com. Make sure, if you loved this episode, to give it a like and to follow me on Spotify. I hope to see you guys in the future and stay sweet, my honey dips. Mm-hmm.